Welcome to episode six of the Warrior Pulse. Today I am excited to introduce Weber Lacrosse. Today I'm, inter- I'm interviewing Reynolds Ray, a junior from Orlando, and Alex Irizarry, a junior from Lakeland. We're going to discuss the inaugural program here at Weber. We're going to discuss a little bit of the history, and we're going to discuss these two gentlemen's story of how they have got into lacrosse. And I think you're all going to be intrigued with where they've come from to join the Weber lacrosse team. Um, Reynolds, we're going to start with you. Welcome, by the way, and uh, how has your semester been going? Um, so far, so good. Um, just found out I was actually a junior this year. Didn't even know that. Um, and so far, you know, class has been good. Definitely different, a little different this year. Everybody knows that. But, um, you know, teachers have done a really good job of keeping things um, kind of as similar as possible. We still have the face-to-face, which is really great. So everything's going good. Lacrosse started with our fall season. So everything just great so far. Alex, how about yourself? How's your semester going? Uh, mine's going pretty well. Um, new experience, new new uh, new school. So it was nice to see how just across the lake, um, how close to similarity of the schools are. Um, starting with lacrosse, you know, first collegiate sport that I'm playing, so it's it's going uh, fairly well. We're gonna we're gonna jump right into that. Alex comes to us. He's actually a transfer student from Warner. And he had a different path to get here. Obviously, lacrosse has been in his blood. But Alex, tell us a little bit of how you came to be at Weber because I think it's a pretty interesting story of, of what you did to get here. Um, so for the past three years before I came to Weber, I was actually Warner. I was a music major. Um, I was about, I'd say, six credits away from getting uh, my music degree. And it's always been a passion of mine to play uh, lacrosse uh, in the, at the collegiate level. I've always played through high school and stuff. Um, so I kind of found out through the grapevine that Weber was having a lacrosse program and kind of the music route, some things happened uh, at Warner, not to not get into too much detail, but, um, and I was just like, eh, uh, uh, let's take a leap. So I took a leap of faith and kind of came here. So that was pretty nice. And luckily, you can hop in a car instead of having to swim across, right? <laughs> so, Reynolds, let's talk about you. You actually were an athlete here at Weber, heard they were starting lacrosse, and you made a couple really big decisions, and you had support from your coaches. So talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, so I actually came here last year. Last year was my first year as an incoming freshman um, on a football scholarship. So I got recruited to play here uh, football. I played football all fall, and then right at the end of fall – I see on Instagram, Weber starting a lacrosse, men's and women's lacrosse team. As soon as I see that, I, I didn't even know who the AD was at the time. Last year it was Darren Ritchie. <laughs> yep. And I went, I came, I found where his office was. I asked everybody, where's Darren Ritchie's office? I went to his office. I said, hey, I saw you guys were doing a lacrosse program. Do you have a coach yet? He actually told me, yes, they did. Gave me his information, uh, which was Coach Burdick's information. And I texted Coach Burdick like the day after. He told me he was on campus. I came and I talked to him. And... Thankfully, he said, you know, I didn't have any film because my high school wasn't really big for lacrosse. Um, so I didn't have any film. And he's like, well, we have a prospect camp. Do you have gear? I said, yeah. He's like, come try out. Kind of like a, you know, try out. Went, tried out. Luckily, he offered me. Um, originally, the plan was to go football and lacrosse because I know, you know, Weber does allow that uh, for students to play more than one sport. But um, once I went home from Christmas break and I talked to my parents, you know, we just talked about things and we said, what do you do I think would be better for myself? So once I got back from Christmas, talked to the football coaches, talked to Coach Burdick, talked to uh, the AD at the time, Mr. Ritchie, 
and I just decided it would be best for me to just stick with lacrosse full time. And I'm very glad that I made that decision. I think it's one of the best decisions I've made and um, it's got me to where I am right now and I'm glad that I made it. So what we've heard is we've heard two diverse stories. So imagine, how many guys do you guys have on the roster right now? Right now we have 46. Ima imagine the stories that, the compelling stories we have of different athletes and this passion that they have for the sport. And, and I'm going to quote Lyle Thompson here. Lyle Thompson says, whether you're big or small, fast or slow, there's a creative part for you in this sport. Find your strengths and roll with it. These two gentlemen have, they had a passion for this sport and they decided, hey, we're going to take the chance in this inaugural season. Um, what position do you play, Alex? Uh, I played, uh, right now I'm, I got recruited as a midfielder. Okay. Sure. And for you, Reynolds? So I play close defense. Um, I can go up to LSM, but hopefully right now coach keeps me at close defense. All right. <laughs> For, for a lot of us that, that have seen the sport, we've seen it on ESPN with some of the big D1 games and that kind of stuff. What makes this sport so passionate for the people who play it and the supporters that follow it? Either um, one of you can take it. Um, so a big thing that uh, even our coach says that at practice and everything, it's literally called a medicine game because you can, you can get your anger out through it. You can get your, your frustrations out. You can get your... You're just anything that's going on, you can literally just go to a wall, grab your stick, a ball, and literally just pass and catch, pass and catch. Work on work on the game, but at the same time, get your mind off of everything outside of the world and just focus in on how you're doing in the game. And it's like once you hit the field, you can't think of anything else. You have anything to add to that, Reynolds? Yeah, and um, for people who don't know, as you said, medicine game, um, that is what the actual creators of the game um, call it. So lacrosse was first made um, by the indigenous people um, of the Onondaga Nation. Um, and that's when they made it, it was the creator's game. They've played it for him. You know, that's their deity. And so everything was just um, for him. They played it for the love of the game. They, I mean, this was before there was an actual field, before there was rules. It was just sticks, a ball, and the nations of the indigenous people playing. Like it was 100 via 100 just for fun. And I mean, in their culture, it's a big part of their culture. I mean, once they turn a specific age, they make a stick out of wood, out of a tree. Like they go down, cut the tree and cut and make their sticks because their sticks originally were made out of wood. As we dive into a little bit of that, the indigenous people, the, the, it's still big and they still have the Native American games. Um, I know that uh, the head coach at Florida Southern was a part of that and it's, a, it's an honor. Um, what kind of respect level, because for a naive person such as myself when it comes to lacrosse, I see a bunch of burly guys kind of beating the crap out of one another with sticks. It's like watching ice hockey, football, soccer, a little bit of mix of everything. What, where does that, the love of the sport and the side of the respecting the culture of what the game was, where does that come from in the coachings and how do you do that when you're on the field playing? Reynolds, we'll start with you. Um, so, I mean, it all comes with all lacrosse players, no matter where you're from. We respect, um, you know, the indigenous people and what they gave us because we understand that, honestly, it it's a kind of a sign of gratitude because at the end of the day, they shared their, it's their it was their game. They created the game until, um, you know, people came over to colonize the U.S. They Nobody knew it except for them. So we when people play, especially me, I'm a big part of, I actually made a research paper in high school about the history of it. So that really is what gave me my knowledge of the history and my respect for it. And I mean, all the coaches, that's a big part. Um, Coach Bird 
Reddick, he actually coaches Lyle in pro lacrosse. So he is a huge believer in the tradition of lacrosse, the origins of lacrosse. And he talks about it all the time uh, and practice. Like um, Alex said, he always refers to it as the medicine game. So it's just something that really from the beginning, when you start playing lacrosse, you're kind of taught it because it's just a sign of respect that you have to remember the origins of the sport. Alex? Yeah, so it's, I, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Rick said. Um, throughout my whole time that I played lacrosse, all different levels. Um, I've always had the coach say, "Listen, this this game's a gift. It, it was never, it was never just, oh, we made this up just for the whiff of it. This, this game was a gift from the indigenous people. Like you must respect the game before you can get your own respect in the game. So that's just a big thing I was always taught. And really quick, just like he said, and an example of that, the respect that we see actually this past year. So. The um, lacrosse is in the process of trying to get into the Olympics for 2028, and they're kind of trying doing a trial run with the World Games. So originally, the Iroquois national team wasn't allowed to be in the World Games, and Ireland, their national team, actually gave up their spot so that the Iroquois could be in the World Games um, in a couple of years. So that just shows the amount of respect that we have for the indigenous people for giving us a sport. You can you can see the the passion these two gentlemen have with regards to the history of the game and. and and for, for a lot of us who watch it, we don't see the elegance. But I'm going to use the word elegance because it is very physical. The game is physically demanding. For When you first got into the game, what made you decide this was your sport, Alex? <laughs> so this is kind of a funny story. So um, my freshman year in high school, I, I was like, all right, I'm baseball. I played travel ball all throughout like middle school and stuff like that. So I was like, baseball. So played my fall, played baseball for my fall. Spring semester trials came out, tried out, didn't make the team. I was like, dang. <laughs> so I was I was in band and I was like, well, I'm in band, but I also want to do a sport. So I was like, okay, let's just see what kind of sports I have. Like basketball, no, not good at basketball at all. Um, football, eh, not really. So then all of a sudden I see all these posters going around my high school. Oh, come play across, come play across. So I got a bunch of my buddies that were in, um, that were in band with me. I was like, you guys want to try play lacrosse? I was like, yeah. So we went to this meeting after school. All of a sudden we started bonding practices and it was just like, okay, I kind of like this kind of mixture of football, kind of mixture of all these different sports. And I was like, I can, I think I can do this. So I just kept working hard and got to where I'm right now. So Reynolds. Um, so for me, uh, football player all my life, um, came freshman year uh, to high school, playing football, just football. My best friend actually was on the lacrosse team because he had played lacrosse his whole life. And they were down some numbers and he's like, hey, do you want to come? All freshman year, I said, no, I'm not doing lacrosse. That's, I think it's stupid. I don't. I think it's like a minimized version of football. I love the contact in football. I'm not giving it up. And then one day, I was just, we got out of football practice, spring football practice early, and they actually had a home lacrosse game. And my friend was playing, so I was like, you know, I'll stay and support him. And I saw one of our old linemen just absolutely wreck a kid. And I said, oh, so they're physical too. And then I remember the lacrosse coach, he came to our spring football game. He's like, hey, you know, your buddy was telling me that you don't want to play because you don't think it's physical. And I said, oh, no, I went to one of your games. I'll be out there next year. <laughs> Sophomore year came around. I went out there, didn't know what I was doing, but I said I got to hit people just like football. And then as I started learning the game more and more to where, like, okay, it's not just hitting people. Now I know how to catch, pass. I kind of just slowly but gradually um, fell in love with the game. And before I knew it, I didn't even realize how much I loved the sport until I was here and I saw that they were making a lacrosse team because after a year of not playing lacrosse and I saw that news, a joy in me just came like out of me that I didn't know and that's when I was like okay this is my sport like for a fact and that's why I was fine giving up football wow uh, hold on for a moment I gotta collect my thoughts because that was uh, a <laughs> that was pretty passion in passion there um tell me this you were a football player yes sir you got into lacrosse 
Is there anything on the lacrosse field that you can bring from your football days? Oh, 100%. Um, football and lacrosse really are very good um, parallels. Um, you know, I think a lot of the things cross over, especially playing close defense. I played linebacker um, in high school in football. And so the moving side to side, um, watching the hips, taking angles, all that stuff transitions perfectly over to lacrosse. I mean, our lacrosse coach was saying, I recommend you guys go play some football in the fall. And a lot, and then um, my senior year of high school, when we had a change in the football coaching staff he said you guys need to go do lacrosse in um the spring because that helps your eye hand eye coordination your um you know your conditioning everything so they do cross over a lot i mean when you go to high school a lot of football players play lacrosse in the spring and vice versa because they just help one another they go hand in hand perfectly you hear about that with football players and, and track because they work on their speed and their their acceleration yeah um alex for you coming from the music side to lacrosse we just we just interviewed uh, the flag football coach who happened to be a championship cheerleading coach as well, and we we talked about timing. Is there anything that you can bring from the music world into lacrosse? I know you know obviously you're dealing with beats and rhythms, and do you do you bring anything from the music side into lacrosse? So, yes and no. Um, so a big thing, it's not so much like things I do in music. It's just like my time management, my uh, my being on time, just a lot of things that like you the little things that you do in music that you honestly can do in everything you do so like if we have a practice at six o'clock i'm there at 5 30 you know and if if we have we have practices this time and we have weights at this time those little little snippets of time that i have in between i'm doing homework because i have to you have to you have to realize that you're a college athlete so you have to find these times that you have to do these little, just maybe just one problem of your math homework and it takes you so much further because now you're not staying up till 12.30 at night, you're staying up till 12 at night doing homework, so it's just small things like that. So we transition back onto the field, because, you know, I think I think for me, one of the most exciting parts about doing this podcast is I get to kind of hear what other people think about um, with their sports and, and their, their roles on the campus. Um, both of you play different positions. What is it, like, what's the best, you're in your role, What's the best thing that can happen? Are you are you wanting to be seen? Are you wanting to be like, okay, if I do my job, no one like you know, offensive linemen. If they do their job, no one sees them. <laughs> so like, what for you? What, what's your favorite part of your role on the field? Um, honestly, the my favorite part about being on the field it's honestly assisting. So um, when I was going when I was going through my high school days, my coach my coach at the time played for Duke, and um, when he came, he was like. Listen, you can score as many goals as you want. It's great, cool. But the best thing is sharing. Sharing and assisting guys. So when I'm on the field, when I when I beat a guy, I look up and I see where's my defenseman coming from so then I can assist this kid to get a goal. So assisting and like helping other people out. It's it's great to score a goal in my eyes and I, I enjoy it at times. But my my biggest passion is like splitting a guy and looking up and seeing some guy open and just tossing it to him and them scoring and seeing how excited they get. So very good. Reynolds? Um, so for me, um, playing close D 
it's really we play as a unit the defense in lacrosse has to play as a unit there's constant movement the offense is always moving around if one guy gets beat the other you know another guy on the defense has to come and take his guy and then replacing so we're a unit so for me it's that brotherhood on the defensive side working together always communicating i mean when you go to a lacrosse game the best defenses are the ones that don't shut their mouths i mean it's constant communication like if you're out in a game on the stands you can just you can hear perfectly what they're saying and it's that constant communication that i got your back mentality because if you get beat it's something where i know that my guy behind me is has my back he'll get his guy and then i'm going to cover his back by replacing where he came so it's just that constant brotherhood it's uh, i got your back feeling and playing defense is probably one of the most physical positions it's compared to of alignment in football and that's something i've always liked being physical something that drew me in from the beginning so just a mixture of all of that really what i'm gonna hit a couple other things just because i'm curious that that gum ball hurts man. <laughs> when you can use it in a rehab life that ball hurts oh, yeah. where where's where have where have how long have you had a whelp from the ball I've had one for at least a week, <laughs> at least a week, and it was purple for a couple of days, and then that's when the purple, about three days, and then the purple started to go away, but at least a week, for yeah. sure. For me, I'd say about a week and a half, two weeks. I get hit with a little bit more shots because close defensemen were on the offense, so you have a higher likelihood of getting um, hit on with the ball, especially with the shot speed, and I mean, in lacrosse, you guys have shooting 90 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour balls, so I mean, and sometimes even if you're really risky and you want to take one from the team, and the you don't think the goalie, you know, is got paying attention to where the ball's at. You'll put your whole body in front of that ball and just hope for the best. So definitely about a week and a half, two weeks for me. And I only bring that up because I'm going to throw one of my former athletes under the bus here. Is, um, I love you, TJ. Uh, TJ Christian was a tennis player of mine at Florida Southern. And when they first started lacrosse, the guys would go out and play. They'd stick, they'd, you yeah. know, they'd throw back and forth. And one day I got a report from our athletic trainer that one of my players was down on a court. I'm like down on the court he had gotten hit they had misplayed the ball it went over the fence and hit him right in the temple and knocked him out like oh, yeah. knocked him out cold and we're like <laughs> all right so <laughs> we know we know these guys need to work on their their throwing a little bit <laughs> but uh how does on, on a positive note here how does it feel do you guys and i think this facility getting to play on the turf field yeah how is that the first day what what do you think that's going to feel like you're going to walk out and it says Weber, and it is your field, and it's this beautiful turf field that you guys get to play on. What that's what's that gonna feel like? Um, so coming from a lot of uh, a lot of programs and like coaching a lot of programs, you see how big of a feeling just a playing grass field in the middle of a city park is, or just and there's no lines, no nothing like that. So like when I think about like going out in the field and it's gonna be a say have a big W on it. My chest is gonna have a big W on it and say Weber and stuff like that. It's like it's a level. It's like we talked about earlier. It's a level of respect and a level of gratitude for like coach the school allowing this program to be a part of it. And it's just it's just we. It's like Coach Drew says in the weight room. Don't like don't disrespect the W. Win, you know. So it's like it's a big honor. And it's big. It's a big level of respect when you get out there. And like we had a we had a scrimmage against Kaiser, and it was just when we went out there, we were like, all right, we got this. And it was it was a scrimmage. It didn't, it didn't matter what the score was or anything like that. But it was like the level of respect I saw across the locker room. It was just incredible. Reynolds. Yeah, for me, very similar. I mean, you know, we started our fall practices without lacrosse lines out there just because you know football was in season. Um, and 
they were figuring out, you know, are we going to stitch them in because it is turf? Are we going to paint them on? And so we, and then I remember the first day we showed up at fall practice, uh, at the very first practice with lacrosse lines. I mean, I showed up and it was just, it was a feeling of just seeing the beautiful painted black lines, seeing the crease. I mean, it was just a feeling of like, okay, this is a lacrosse field now. We're not just playing on a football field. Like this is a lacrosse field. It's our field. And like you said, for that Kaiser scrimmage, I mean, going out there and just, you know, warming up, see, and it was just a, an amazing feeling. And just, it's crazy to see, you know, I, w- I came on my visit for football and it was just a bunch of dirt because they were the process <laughs> of first making the field. Yep. And then now it's this not just a football, t- amazing turf field, but it's our lacrosse field. It's our home. And in about a month, we're going to have to have the opportunity to play our first game, official game on it. And it's just an exciting feeling. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, I, got, I got two things. We're going to finish with a little lacrosse 101. Let's start at the head. You take us down through the abdomen. And then, Alex, you take us through the rest of what you guys wear and what you guys use for a game. Yeah. All right. So starting off, we use um, a helmet. Kind of similar. It's a lot less heavier than a football helmet. Um, It has more, um, I want to say, rails on the face mask. Um, It's a lot lighter, uh, a lot more aerodynamic. But we do wear a helmet because, like, you know, we were swinging around sticks and there are times when a defender, I've done it multiple times, you get a little joy happy and hit a guy across the head. Um, going down, we have chest pieces. Um, so they're not like football big pads. They're very small, skinny, made out of foam pads. That, I mean, sometimes you can't even notice people are wearing them. Then you go down, you have elbow pads. Depending on your position, you have bigger or smaller elbow pads. Uh, defensemen, we typically wear elbow pads that just cover the elbow, the actual elbow. Um, and then you have your gloves. Um, you have to have those. You're getting hit in the hands constantly. So if you don't have gloves, it's going to hurt. And then, of course, you can't play lacrosse without the stick. And there are different sticks. Yeah, so there are, um, besides the close defenseman and the LSM, which stands for long stick midi, um, you have a six-foot pole. All the other people have um, a, a pretty much the same stick cut in half, so three feet. Okay. Um, and then goalies use, they can use a pole from, they usually use a shorty, and then their head is a lot bigger. It's like a pool skimmer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex, tell us about from the, from the abdomen down here. So abdomen down, usually just wear... Usually just wear um, just a couple of shorts. Um, you know, some people would like to wear tights um, just because, um, uh, like our face-off guys, they they like to wear tights just because it covers their knees. Because um, at at the time of face-offs, we're able to get down on your knees. Um, they just they skim them a lot on the grass and stuff like that. Um, usually you, they like to wear um, tall tall socks and just. Um, they have they have lacrosse cleats, but a lot, a, um, a lot of guys can wear like football cleats. A lot of things things that will cover ankle more. So, okay. And we're gonna finish with this question for each of you. We'll start with you, Alex. What does it mean to be a warrior? Uh, to be a warrior, honestly, I've I've kind of asked myself this question all throughout fall. But to be a warrior, it's like you give everything you have, even though you can't really do your part on the field. So I, I refer to, so this is a quick story. This this fall, I, was, I wasn't able to play just because I, I injured my foot um, in a motorcycle accident. So I wasn't really able to do anything on the field, but throughout the like logistics of the lacrosse team and stuff like that, I was always at practices and stuff like that. So it's like, even though you can't be where you wanna be, just always be there supporting and being like Ray said about defense, having that that guy's back. That's a big thing. And Reynolds, for you, what does it mean to be a warrior? 
Um, for me, being a warrior is just, you know, I think about the school and how, you know, it's not the biggest school. It's a small campus. And a lot of the times people say, we may not have everything you want, but we have everything you need. And, and my, I, you know, that resonates with me a lot because being a warrior is just getting your job done. You know, how he said, having your brothers back. And I mean, putting, leaving everything you have. Most of the people that come to the school are athletes. So they have a drive. They have a passion. They're here for a reason. And so everything the school does, everything about the school is about that. Getting to your goal, doing anything you need to do, driving yourself so that you can accomplish your goals. Awesome. And we're going to finish with this because for a lot of people, they don't realize that the Warriors were actually originally, Weber Warriors were based off of the the Calusa Indians that used to inhabit this area. So they honored that. And then obviously with changes and <laughs> we've gone to more of the uh, Thor type warrior, but I think it's awesome that now there is a sport with the history, the indigenous people history and the school also has an indigenous people history. Um, final quote of the day. And I think I found this one and it's a lacrosse style quote. If I had to go to war again, I'd bring lacrosse players <laughs> from one of the top awards in hockey, Con Smythe. So I found that pretty pretty compelling. Um, it was great privilege. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you, Reynolds. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for joining us for episode six of the Warrior Pulse, and we look forward to seeing you every Monday. Have a great day. Bye bye.